Hey there, and welcome back into the pickle jar. This is Jill, your host. And today's episode, I'm calling Jill, please help me. My steroids are making me fat. I feel like this is a very important episode to do for a few reasons. Um, one reason is, is that's honestly a commonly a term that I've heard at support meetings and, you know, in Facebook groups and stuff like that. You know, we hear people saying, you know, I'm on steroids. I can't lose weight. What am I going to do? And they blame the steroids. And then in the same breath, they turn around and they say their doctors always blame their steroids for everything. So we're going to kind of jump into that a little bit today. So if this is one of your first episodes here in the pickle jar, thank you so much for finding me. And I hope that you have subscribed to my podcast. It's all about um, me sharing kind of my journey of living with adrenal insufficiency that I was diagnosed with primary Addison's disease 12 years ago at the age of 35. I also, um, for 18 years, 18, 20 years, I've been in the wellness industry as a personal trainer. I have a degree in nutrition. Um, I've done fitness competitions. I'm a yoga instructor, but more importantly is I live this. I live this absolutely every day. And the advice I'm giving you, and it's not even really advice, it's just information that hopefully you can take away something from. It's just, you know, just practical real life experience of living with a chronic illness and how I'm trying to make the most out of my energy and my quality of life by combining my lifestyle and also, um, you know, my medication and the help from my medical team. So it's not medical advice. But it's just, again, it's just me sharing my information with you. Um, so yes, today's episode is my steroids are making me fat because I hear that all the time. And, you know, I think it's really important to point out, first of all, living with a chronic illness, I am still a normal human. And there's a lot of reasons why I can gain extra body fat. And there is no denying that extra body fat is connected with other health issues that I'm very mindful of because I don't want to put any extra stress on my body because having adrenal insufficiency, when I stress my body out, you know, through not having a healthy lifestyle, it definitely affects my meds and affects how I feel. And I'm extremely mindful of that. So I work really hard at maintaining a healthy bo a body weight. And here are some facts that I want to share with you is you know, we are on having adrenal insufficiency, we should be on a replacement dose of medication. So the steroids we are receiving, the, re the, the medication that we're receiving to manage our adrenal insufficiency should be a replacement dose, meaning it should replace the natural amount everyone else in the world is experiencing as best as we can. Um, and obviously, we don't have the tools to measure that but that's going to, we know, based on our symptoms, um, whether or not we go into crisis, different things like that is going to be, you know, measure whether or not we're getting ample steroid replacement. From my understanding, people who usually gain weight on steroids, it's because they're on a therapeutic dose, which means they're on a massive dose of steroids to treat, you know, a very unfortunate medical condition. Um, and yes, they can, you know, increase your appetite um, and different things like that. Um, if I have too much steroids, I'm going to have Cushing symptoms. I'm going to have the opposite. I'm going to have, you know, the signs of someone who's developing Cushing's disease. And I am very aware of what those symptoms are. My family doctor has made me very aware of it. 
I currently take a very high dose of steroids to have my quality of life. I'm 47 years old. I'm a normal body weight. Um, for the most part, I live an extremely, I think, active life in terms of the things that I want to do. And, you know, I'm taking about 80 milligrams through an infusion pump and through some oral uh, steroids as well, through some prednisone and some dexamethasone to maintain that quality of life. And I have no Cushing symptoms. So when I went to my endocrinologist and he wanted me to go on that textbook dose, he wanted me down to at least 30 milligrams of, you know, of hydrocortisone a day, which is, you know, well, half of what I'm taking now, I very quickly responded, why should I be on such a low dose when I don't show any signs of extra cortisol? So if I had extra cortisol, extra steroids in my in my body, I would be showing physical symptoms. And that's the science about it. That's the fact that was I was speaking in his language to him. And you want to know what he could not argue with me on that one. Okay. I was very, you know, that's why education with this is so important. We need to go to our medical professionals and say, you know what, this is what's going on. I know the science. This is how I feel. Let's connect the two together and let's work together as one. So after that, he kind of admitted, you know, maybe for some reason my cells aren't absorbing the cortisol. Maybe, you know, biologically I need that high dose. He couldn't explain it, but he did agree with me. I do not show signs of Cushing's. I do not show signs of excess cortisol levels. So there was no reason to adjust my dose. Um, one thing I do find is um, in my experience, and like I said, I've been in the wellness industry for 18 years. I eat, sleep and breathe this. Um, I'm always working with people in with nutrition plans and different things like that, trying to encourage a healthy lifestyle. And, you know, here's a little bit of tough love is, uh, <laughs> You know, a lot of people gain weight because because of their eating habits. And that's just the way it is. And, you know, you know, five pounds here, five pounds there, and we slowly add on weight. Um, and and I understand that having a chronic illness, if your medication, especially with adrenal insufficiency, and you don't have energy, this is the problem I feel is more the problem. It's not that steroids are making you quote unquote fat. It's that you're not getting enough steroids to have enough energy to live your life. And it's the inactivity and, you know, the negative cycle that comes with that, the depression, the brain fog, you know, our bodies just, when we don't use them, they wither away so quickly. We lose strength, your metabolism changes. So that's why it's so important to really work hard at trying to get that medical team and that that dosage for you based on your quality of life and your blood work and everything, your whole profile to make it work for you. Because if you have the energy, I know you'd be out living your life more. You'd be doing things. You'd be making, you know, and often when we don't feel well, we go to comfort food, which is just what we do as humans. Um, we go to fast food, we go to different things like that. And it's not necessarily perhaps that the appetite is making us overweight and gain weight. It's the lifestyle that comes with not being properly cared for by our medical team. And that's why I'm so passionate about this podcast and promoting healthy um, lifestyles. Cause I believe if we start taking those little teeny tiny steps that might seem like nothing um, and that nothing to you might be, you know, walking to the mailbox and back and slowly building up the strength in your legs and, and, you know, finding a new medical team and, you know, 
advocating for yourself a little bit harder and us coming together, I truly believe we can make that change. Um, but there's a lot of things in the meantime, I believe that you can do. And I want to share some of those things with you. And these are just things, again, I put them into place as best as I can into my life. And, and it comes from personal experience and then from my education and my, you know, my experience with all my clients and everything. So um, one of the things I do find is when my steroids are low, I crave sugar desperately. Um, my family doctor has kind of described it to me that since cortisol has such an active role in the metabolism of energy in your body, when my cortisol is low, I can't utilize the energy that's in my blood. So I can't use my blood sugar properly. So every cell, and I think if you have adrenal insufficiency, you know what that feels like to feel that desperation in your body. Um, of those cells needing energy. I just feel like they just need something and I can't pinpoint it what it is. And my brain is starving. Every trillion cell in my body is screaming for help. And then I naturally, I want energy. So I naturally go to food and I naturally go to sugar because I know sugar is going to give me that natural sugar rush. So if, I personally believe if I'm always in that low state, I'm always craving sugar. So if my meds are right, my appetite, it's one of the gauges I know that my app my medication for my steroids, which means my body's functioning better properly. It's my appetites on track and I'm not craving sugar. Um, and I wanted to point that out in an episode because I've had a couple conversations with a few of you lately and I've mentioned that and they're like, Hey, I feel the exact same way. I never put the two and two together. That makes complete sense. So keep that in mind. If you experience that when I crave sugar, it is a sign that my cortisol is low. And there's some of you who might be listening and there's some in some Facebook groups that are type one diabetic and have adrenal insufficiency together, which can very much testify how much those two correlate when their blood sugar is off and their cortisol is off, how they have to balance the two to get the blood sugar to come back up by increasing the cortisol levels. So, um, but let me share with you some things that I think you can put in place now. And this is what it's a stepping stone. So no matter where you are, I think it's a stepping stone that you can start in a positive direction. I'm going to share with you some things that um, I've seen over the years that everybody, everybody is one of the, some of the most common mistakes that people make in their nutrition. And some of the things that I think some little steps that you can start, but because I think if you start nourishing your body, you're going to start feeling that energy come back and you're going to, you're going to, your low days won't just be as low. We're going to take those little steps forward together. We're going to make some progress. We're not asking for perfection. We're just, you know, we're inching our way through. And there's so many things that we can do. And so some of the things that I find that are common mistakes that people make is that they don't eat often enough. Okay. You need to eat your body, adrenal insufficiency or not. We need to eat. I eat every three to four hours. And if I don't stay on that pattern, I get very grumpy. I am very sensitive to it. So I'm always looking ahead, doing my best. I'm not perfect all the time. You know, where am I going? What am I doing? I try to have healthy snacks, wholesome foods that I take with me. And I try to plan it out as best as I can. Because if I don't, my energy goes low. And then what happens now, my body's under stress. I've put my body under stress, which for me, is going to make low cortisol symptoms, which 
I don't really want to do with. Okay. So it's something simple, a little bit of effort. And with time, you know, you forget, you try again with time though, it becomes habit. Okay. You take a lunch pail with you, you have snacks with you. Um, and like I said, if I'm going out doing something, I'm like, okay, so do I need to have something little to eat before I leave? Sometimes I'm not hungry, but I make sure I have something little to eat before I go, or I take something with me so that I am fueled for life. This food is fuel. Fuel food is not the enemy. Okay. Food is fuel. Um, Often people don't get enough protein. Okay, protein is going to help stabilize your blood sugar because it takes a long time to digest. So it very slowly gets released through the stomach into the blood and you get a nice steady flow of energy. So your energy doesn't spike and crash. So that's really, really important. So lean, healthy protein, okay? Um, and what other things? And I <laughs> I can't read my notes. <laughs> which is not good. Okay. So yeah. So a lot of common mistakes, people don't, they go into starvation mode, not, oh, and they eat large meals. Okay. And that kind of goes based on, um, not eating every three to four hours. You eat like once a day and you think, you know, my calories were in check, but if you eat one large meal of a lot of calories all at once, your body's going to store that as body fat. Okay. So you can't consume a thousand calories, 1500 calories at once and think, you know what, well, this is all I ate today. So why am I gaining, gaining weight? You're in starvation mode for one thing. So your body wants to survive. So you're in starvation mode. You eat a, a high volume of calories. Your body's going to store that as body fat because it doesn't know when you're going to eat again. Okay. You're sending the message to your body that I'm not going to feed you properly. So you better hold on to that body fat because you might need it later. Okay. So as much as our body communicates through us through symptoms, as we all know, having, you know, a chronic illness, um, we got symptoms before we get, we're diagnosed, we get symptoms now. And what we do to our body is our communication back to it. So you need to decide how you want to communicate back to your body. Okay. Um, so some tips that I think you can do now to start fueling your body and start taking those steps forward. So no matter what your goals are, whether you want to put on muscle, if you want to lose body fat, you just want to feel better. You want to feel more like yourself. I guarantee you nutrition is part of that plan. It's part, it's not the whole answer. It's not, you know, it's not the, the solution, but it's part of the solution. Okay. Um, so things you can do is, you know, just kind of correcting the things that I already mentioned. You want to eat every three to four hours. You want to stabilize your blood sugar as best as you can. So it's very small meals. You want to take, you want a reasonable amount of calories for a day. You don't want to deprive yourself and you want to spread those out as evenly as possible throughout the day. So some things in my experience that I've heard from my clients, when we do that, they, they often come back to me and they go, okay, great. I've been doing this for a week. I've been spreading my calories out. I feel fabulous, but now I'm hungry all the time. I don't want to be hungry. They think hunger is a bad thing, but when you spread your calories out, you know, periodically throughout the day in a normal pattern, a normal, healthy pattern, um, you are likely going to be hungry because now your body is saying, thank you. I burned that food you gave me. That was fabulous. Can I have some more? Okay. And then you give your body a little bit more fuel and then you keep going on with your day. And it, then it's all about planning and being ready for that hunger because you don't want to go back into that starvation mode. Um, just And like I said, be prepared. Have 
food prep ready as best as you can. And it's just like anything. If you're like me, you are not going to be perfect at this at first. You're going to remember, you're going to have some food prep. You're going to find some recipes. We have the internet. We have so many wonderful resources. You can find healthy recipes. And I mean healthy by simple, wholesome foods. Wholesome, you know, they can't be high fat, full of creams and cheeses. We can do that sometimes, but most of the time we need to keep our nutrition simple. So if you want to improve your quality of life and you know, the more I food prep and the more complicated I things I make, that means I'm doing more, which means I'm burning more cortisol, which is more, you know, I'm going to risk myself going low cortisol. So I keep things very simple in my nutrition, you know, it's skinless chicken breast. It's just, you know, it's, it's light vegetables and different things like that because it keeps, it keeps me fueled. And again, it just keeps life simple. Okay. So start simple. And if you want to take the next step, you can take the next step. Um, salt. I always liked when I talk about changing our diet up with adrenal insufficiency to always make sure that you keep in mind uh, your sodium content, because when you start, if you're eating a higher processed diet right now, there's a lot of sodium already in the food that you're eating. So you need to be very mindful of your sodium replacement. If that's something um, that's concerning for you for your adrenal insufficiency. So I have salt shakers wherever I go. And I know that I need that high sodium diet to, to maintain my energy levels. I have a great podcast, one of the, the early ones talking about sodium and how it's the electricity of your cells. And it really, um, really makes a difference when we keep that sodium up. It's something I've really learned. So, um, so I hope that this gives you a little bit of a, a building block for your energy levels and to take that step forward with your lifestyle. Like I said, when my steroids are low, I tend to overeat and because I'm craving sugar and there are a lot of things that you can do to start improving the health of your body. Start honoring your body by fueling it for fighting this chronic illness. Okay. You want to have a better quality of life you know, put your effort into finding recipes, meal prepping, asking people to, you know, meal prep food for you that's wholesome. And again, I mean, wholesome, non-processed. I eat barely little processed foods. I eat very little gluten. Those are things that I've listened to my body that it's telling me it doesn't like it. <laughs> okay. And the healthier you eat, if you do this by taking these steps and fuel your body with nutrient dense foods, I guarantee you when you start making, you know, poor food choices, more processed foods, your body's going to rebel and it's, it's not going to be fun. Okay. So my body repels, rebels over processed foods. And it tells me, you know, I go back to that oatmeal, go back to those things. And I always try to think of, you know, trying to think of what, you know, I always say, I call it, you know, what grandma would say, you know, you should eat like, you know, back, you know, back in the day, it was little cups of juice. It was, you know, eat your oatmeal because it sticks to your ribs, get your fiber in, eat your vegetables. Um, you know, do you really need a second helping of that? You know, <laughs> you know, different things like that, because, you know, not only were they mindful because of cost, but because they knew it was healthy and they needed their energy to do things they needed their, you know, a lot of them were farmers and different things like that. They needed that fuel to go and to get the job done. And they knew what it was. It was food and food is key. It is so key. Um, so I hope you are taking away something from this episode. I love if you'd watching on YouTube, I would love for you to comment um, on what you're going to take away and hopefully what you're going to put into your lifestyle and start making some healthy food choices. And um, 
and taking that step forward. And again, yes, tune in. Thank you for tuning in to the Pickle Jar podcast. This is Jill. Please send me a message at thepickle jar at rogers.com. And until next time, please be well, my pickles.